Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William D. Choctaw, MD, JD, a special episode featuring Dr. Choctaw and attorney Bernie Brown. Featured speakers at the Don't Leave a Mess conference held at the St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church in La Puente, California. We joined them with the question and answer period in progress. Are there any questions? Yeah, for either question. Oh, yes. Uh, Attorney Brown, my question is, on a deed of transfer, you don't need it in a trust, right? You could just do the deed of transfer and that's less expensive. Yes, a deed of transfer. The disadvantage is it only covers the specific property that's named in the deed, the deed upon death, okay, is what it's called. Generally, you can go to uh, one of your stores or like Office Depot or someplace like that. And a lot of times they have the forms available there. But yes, you would not need a trust if, if, if you do a, a deed, of, deed upon death, sorry, then it will transfer automatically. And so if you have more than one property, then you need one of a deed of trust for each property, or you can list them all on that one. No, you, I would do one separately for each property. And basically, the interesting thing, too, is you, you fill it out, but then you have to go to the county recorder's office. At some point, someone will need to go to the county recorder's office and record it so that the transfer occurs. Becomes basically won't cost you not even just just the cost of the form. Yes, right. Okay, thank you. You're welcome, Dr. Chalkfield. Did I understand you say in order to make the direction better, you have to have two witnesses, and they cannot be the health care facilitators or relatives, so you have to take two friends. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That that they 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 can the one of them cannot be a family member or or someone who's related to you, which is one of the reasons why a lot of people just do the notary because you know you have to do a lot of planning a lot of times to get all these people together. Ideal way I think to approach it is that if you get an advanced directive, say at your doctor's office or at the hospital, ask them what the most the easiest way to get the validation in terms of whether it's witnesses or whether it's a notary. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Brown. Yes. Transfer property if you had it in a living trust. Yes. Does the trust take care of? Uh, Forward the board of registers, uh, you know, the property, I mean, the board of registers. Office. No, no what happens is you name a trustee okay. and a successor trustee. Right. Now, when the person dies, actually, the transfer to the trust occurs while you're alive. Right. And somebody has to go down to the county recorder's office and the recorder's office and record the transfer of the deed to the trust. It's a, they, you fill out a form, you indicate that it's transferred to the Bernie Brown Trust or whatever the, the name of your trust, and then it's on record that it's transferred to the trust. And then the trustees control it, control the property 
which, like I said earlier, it might be you. So while you're alive, you control it. And while you're alive, it's revocable. But once you die, then your successor trustee will go, will transfer the property, and they will show that it's owned by the trust, and therefore that they are authorized to do whatever they want to do with it. Keep it, hold it, trust it, or uh, however you have directed it to happen in the trust. Uh, you see, these trusts are, are very, they can be very complex, and I don't want to take up too much time, but you can put virtually anything that you want in the trust. You can put in there, one of the things my mother did, which was really kind of kind of cool, it was my sister and my three brothers, and she had the, we put in her trust that the property shall remain in the family during the lifetime, and any of us shall be entitled to live in that property while we're alive, unless all of us agree to sell it. So that thereby she created a situation where all the kids would have a place to stay, and that was what she wanted. She wanted each child to have a place where they could stay if they needed a, place, a home to live in. Sorry, I didn't want to, but anyway, sorry. That's good. Uh, I have a question for you, um, Chairman Brown. Um, I have uh, set aside um, money and my property to go to my son when I die. And I told him that's plenty of money for my funeral. However, I think you said it's about a year and a half before the money and stuff and property comes through. How does he get money from there when I die in order to pay for my funeral? Well, what happens is you name an executor in your will, and the executor files the application with the court, and they go into court, and if you've named a guardian in your will for your minor child, they go into court, and then the court approves everything. Now, it can be, it can take time, but it can be pretty quickly, too. I mean, as soon as they file the application, your executor files the application, the attorneys come in, they get a date, and then they get approval from the court. They show the court the will. The court looks at it. It directs that certain funds be distributed in a certain way, and then they immediately begin that process of distributing those funds, as you indicated in the will. Mm-hmm. Trust. Can you do addendum? It's not recommended. You can. Generally, most lawyers would say just do another trust, revoke the old one, and do another one. But it it, it is it, it can be done. Yes. Attorney Brown, I already have a wheel, and. The time that I did the wheel up was sort of like on a, a negative. Like when I asked my husband, I said, okay, when I die, what happens? He said, oh, you don't have to worry about that. I get everything. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It just made me start thinking, what about the kids if you, if you get everything? But I did do a wheel, and I still have the wheel. But we're no longer married anymore. So I want to know if there's someone where I can bring the wheel in to, to, for you to look 
Basically, what happens is when you get divorced, your will is revoked automatically by operation of law with regard to your prior spouse. So that portion of the will is automatically revoked. If you get remarried, the entire will is revoked. You can always, like I said, mentioned earlier, you can just destroy the will, throw it away, and, and write a new one or write a new trust. You can all, so it is flexible as to exactly how you want to do it. There are several ways to do it, but I wasn't sure. I'm sorry, go ahead. He wasn't even mentioned in the wheel. Okay. Okay, well then, then he's not going to, yeah. And you said you're divorced from him. Yeah. Right. So he's not going to get anything under the wheel. <laughs> Don't worry, you won't get a baby. <laughs> I, I can't hear you now. She needs a microphone. Well, that's what a living trust does. A, a living trust makes it possible so that everything can go directly to the children without going through probate. Okay. Okay. And once again, I paid the real for that real. So uh, I would have to pay another another price for the probate, right? To do that. I mean, to do that over again. You, you wouldn't go through probate, so you wouldn't have to pay for probate. But yes, you would have to prepare, pay a lawyer to prepare a new living trust, or uh, there is another one other alternative. And in this modern space age we live in, uh, you can go online and there are services. One of the services is called No Low, no low Press, where you go online and type in revocable trust or you know, living trust, and you type it in there and it'll come up and it'll say, we'll charge you $75 and what will happen is it's a question and answer and it's an interactive type thing and then you you go page by page by page and you create it and then it to make your answer a little shorter can i just make an appointment at your office <laughs> 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 Is that it? <laughs> Hello, Dr. Chowchow? Yes. Over here. Oh, sorry. How's the... I have a question regarding the advanced directive. Yes. When you officially fill out the advanced directive, after you fill out everything, is it a particular paper that just goes with you wherever you go? So if you're admitted in the hospital or you have a procedure or whatever, you just have that on hand and you just bring it with you from home after you have it done? Or does it expire? Do you have to redo it? That's an excellent question. Your question is, is once I've done my advanced directive, what do I do with it? And that, that's, that's, that's an excellent question. One, you should keep a copy for yourself. 
it is a good idea that you keep a copy at home, you know, where, where you normally keep important documents. And I would certainly recommend that you give it to your doctor. Like if you have a GP or regular doctor you go to, that, that you give them a copy. If you are admitted to the hospital, say an elective admission, that you take a copy with you during your elective admission. I didn't mention it, but you just reminded me, all hospitals now must ask you on admission if you have an advanced directive. It's a requirement. And when I worked with the Joint Commission and we were accredited hospitals, we would go through the record and make sure they have to ask that of every single patient. But at least you should keep it in a safe place at home. I, I would keep it like in your car or whatever, and you do want to give it to your healthcare uh, individuals, your doctor or the hospital that, that you go to. Thank you. Could I add one thing? With regard to your wills, trust, and all your documents, you want to tell some trusted person where they can find the documents. Because uh, if you don't tell somebody where to find them, then, you know, you, you, you die, and then they're trying to find the documents, and where is it? And so if there's someone you trust, just tell them where to find it, and uh, maybe Good give point. them a lock, if it's under lock and key, tell them where to find the key, or, how, or give them a key so that they can quickly locate your documents. Good point. Brown, I have a quick question. I've read some information that says in the state of California, when a spouse dies, even if there's a will, the wife doesn't automatically get all of the property. The wife may get, or the surviving spouse may get half of the property, especially in consideration with children and possibly other relatives. Could you clarify? Generally speaking, the wife does get all of the property except for separate property. <clears throat> there are two categories, basically, of property. There's community property, which is all property that you acquired during the marriage. And generally speaking, that goes to, directly to the surviving spouse when one, when one spouse dies. Now, there's what's known as separate property. A spouse can have separate property. Separate property is property that you either inherited or was gifted to you, it can be during the, the, the marriage. So let's say there's husband and wife, and let's say the wife's parents gave her property during uh, as part of a will, and she received that property during the marriage. That's her own separate property, even though it's during the marriage. So that would not transfer automatically to the husband. It depends on whether you have a will or a trust, or whether you don't have a will as to how that property would transfer, but it's not automatic to all of it to the husband if it's separate, the wife's, the spouse's separate property. Okay, I've been here out of state and south, and um, I died, my siblings died, my children, grandchildren passed away. What happens? <clears throat> Uh, well, the law, that's, that's, that can be a real interesting thing because you may have to initiate, the children may have to initiate a pro I mean, a probate in the other state uh, where the property is located, if the property is located in, a, in another state. There are some complicated rules with regard to that, but it is possible that you could have simultaneous probate proceedings 
One in one state where certain property is located and another proceeding in another state where other property is located. So we could discuss that further in the breakout session. Thank you for listening to this special episode of the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast. Be sure to go to THWP.com. That's THWP.com to download and subscribe to the podcast. This will help ensure that you don't miss an episode. Then be sure to share this and many other episodes with your family, friends, and associates, providing you with the tools that you can use to be the change you want to see in the world. You've been listening to another great episode of the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William D. Choctaw, MD, JD.